Hello and welcome to Offbeat Grad. I hope you have a lovely Thursday. Today I have a guest. <laughs> she is a returning guest. This is Amanda Cross from the Happy Arkansan and the Ambitious Freelancer. And she has her own freelancing podcast and she also has a great blog that's an excellent resource to all freelancers and bloggers. And today we're talking about something that I really struggle with, which is um, content management, content planning. How do you effectively create a content plan without being overwhelmed and lacking motivation, etc., etc.? So she has some great tips, and let's just get into it. Hey everyone, my name is Amanda, and I am a lifestyle blogger, freelancer, podcaster, a bunch of different hats, and I try to do it all somewhat well. <laughs> yeah. You seem to do it pretty well. I mean, you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, I've been, I started off kind of slow. I think that's really the thing that's helped me more than anything is that I definitely didn't like just, let me just get all these hats to ride at once. Like I've been creating content since like 2011. So I've had my time to like stretch out and like see where the wind takes me a little bit and not like pile it up on top of each other. Yeah, I agree with that. But today we're going to talk about something that you do much better than me which is content production and just like how to streamline that whole process. Like I know personally, I am really good at my own content when I have nothing else going on. But then in real life, that that isn't very applicable because I always have things going on and I prioritize my client work. And even within my client work, I always feel like I'm doing things very last minute. And some of that's not on me. Some of that's on my clients being very last minute. But also just like, how do you plan out your content? Like effectively, always know where you're going. Like I'm so jealous of people who seem to like always know what content is coming next. I'm always just like scrambling. Like even this podcast, you know, I sent you this topic yesterday. Like that's the kind <laughs> of life I lead so can you talk a bit about like the importance of planning your content in advance or like why you might even consider having a strategy in the first place yeah so for me so I'm not gonna say that planning helps it get done because I think execution is really important too like you can't just um you know produce content out of thin air but like having you a can't pl- yeah <laughs> having Darn. a pl- yeah no having a plan for me is really helpful because it allows me to at least have something kind of in my mind in my brain space like oh this might be something I want to produce does it always get done not really the podcast for some reason has been really one of those things I've been very consistent with I don't know what it is oh, about a podcast too. it's true though it's so much easier I think to be accountable with a podcast because I for me I release a new episode of this every Thursday so I'm always like I don't want to let people down even though I don't think anyone cares but that is my own experience as well whereas creating stuff for like a blog or even my clients is a little bit more challenging yeah I really I'm honestly confused I think the last time I took a break from this podcast was in October and that for my podcast was in October and that's because I was sick and like I had an episode recorded I just didn't feel like producing it and like doing all the editing and stuff behind it like I was just like nah I'm good and so like it's so easy with this and having a plan for this and also because I do more interviews now it's even harder for me to like like slack off because I feel like people are counting on me to put up their stories or whatever um but yeah I think that it's kind of just it's important to plan because it gives you an idea of what you might be putting out there and then 
because of that plan, it becomes easier to put out content because you're not scrambling for ideas. And it's just like so much easier to just get in and do something like I think coming up with the idea for me is like half the battle. And then the other half is creating the content, putting it out there. Yeah. Oh, I can. I could not agree more. Um, so how have you always had like a content process or is this something that you slowly had to learn over time? I know that I, I've never really had a clear process that that's part of my problem, but I'm wondering if that's something that you've developed like through your experience. Yeah, definitely something I've learned over time. Cause like when I was in college, whenever like the semester would start, I'd be like, uh, no, this is taking the whole back burner, taking the whole back seat. <laughs> I'm not getting anything done, and I would, like, take, like, months off of my blog um, due to, like, the fact of, like, being in college is really hard, and in graduate school still, I did that, too. So I think that it's definitely something I've developed over time and understanding, and also just giving myself a little grace, because to be honest, like, my new blogs, they're not going to do amazing most of my stuff is through, like, search engine optimization. So the majority of my page views come from, like, older content anyway. So I like to put oh, yeah. out new content, but I'm not, like, going to kill myself if I don't, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel the same way. All of my traffic comes from older posts, and I think that makes it hard to, like, feel motivated to create new posts. Because even when I do create, like, everything I've created in the past year, I can easily say, like, most of it did not do nearly as well as the stuff I made, like, three years ago. And it just be like that. <laughs> I think that it comes, like, I like a little bit of both. Like, I'm not, like, I put about one piece. I try to put out, like, one piece a week. It didn't really happen in February because my focus was on the ambitious freelancer. But um, I try to put out, like, one article a week on the Happy Arkansan. And honestly, it's just, like, keeping up with a little bit. I know that, yeah, it's not going to take off right away. But I feel confident in my ability to, like, rank a little better on SEO, have a little bit of Pinterest juice coming my way. So, like, yeah, it's not going to take off right away, but, like, you never know what's going to happen. Like, my most visited post on the Happy Arkansan isn't really even that old in the grand scheme of things. I think I took it, put it out in, like, 2018, and, like, 2019 was a big year for it, and 2020 is still continuing that trend. So I know that while it takes time, it's going to get there, and something's gonna happen even if it's not like as big as like my best post it might you know you never know you might strike a little gold and not even know it yeah I think that's definitely true but now I want to know your actual process so like what is the system here like how are you able to produce just one post a, m a week sounds like outrageous to me I can't even comprehend this so I, I haven't posted on Samanthability in three months I'm I'm ashamed but it's the truth um and a lot of that has to do with my clients, just the workload spiked and it's just be like that and the money's too good and like I don't I don't have any regrets. But at the same time, like I would love to get back on a system. So like what is your system? What has worked for you? Yeah, so I guess the biggest thing is just like I said, doing the planning, like actually coming up with blog posts, doing brain dumps of like ideas, like I try to keep a consistent, like, backlog of just ideas of content and still give myself, like, a little bit of room to, like, just write what I want to write in the moment is, like, important to me because, I don't know, just sometimes something I see on Pinterest sparks my attention or something I see when I'm working on client work sparks my attention for something I want to write on the blog. So just giving myself that, like, a little bit of space, like, I just try to 
come up with a, a, a day of the week I like to post just like you know Tuesdays or whatever and I just try mm-hmm. to put out content specifically and just put it out and put it out and honestly it's just it's taking time and also just giving myself the ability to be like hey my personal brand is really important to me like I love client work and I love working with clients and I don't think I'll ever stop anytime soon but I still like building my own brand and Mm -hmm. honestly I do have kind of that um I don't know kind of a privilege in that that Happy Arkansas does make consistent money with affiliate marketing Mm -hmm. every month I make around you know not a a crazy amount but like a thousand or so dollars with affiliate marketing every month which for me is about two clients so I just consider it like this is client work in a way Mm -hmm. and that like this is just one of the clients that I have and so I have to give money I just have to give a little bit of time to the happy hour cans and it's not my my main driver of income by far like most of my income comes from client work but I consider it just like a type of client that I have to give a little bit of energy to every month and so that really helps me put out at least some amount of content and or try to do that and honestly trying to get posts sponsored is a really big thing because I feel like if you have sponsored posts like that's going to help you put out more content too because it's going to give you the incentive to actually get it done because it's just going to be like another client that you have on your freelancing side so that's really important to me it's just like putting out more sponsored content has been really helpful and like actually monetized content yeah, I feel that. I mean, my blogs are monetized. I have two blogs. They're both monetized through um, ad revenue. And I do make, well, it depends on the time of year, but I, I make pretty consistently between 600 and $1,000 on both of those combined, um, not individually. Um, and then on a, in addition, I might make some affiliate income, but I still have the hardest time. Like rationally, I see what you're saying. It is a type of income. So it's like a business in itself and it needs time. But I don't know. I have the hardest time maybe it's because I work as a freelance writer. So the bulk of my day is spent writing content for other people. So then when it's time for me to write content for myself, like that's the last thing I want to do. But um, I I do understand that I should be probably spending more time on it. I might end up hiring someone. I've been like looking for guest posters and I've considered hiring writers. Um, I think that might better fit what I need. But the interesting thing about what you said is the sponsored post part. So like, are you pitching these um, brands organically or are you going through a network? Are they coming to you? Like, what's your strategy for getting those sponsored posts? Because I agree that that would obviously be a good motivator. Yeah, so lately, I think, which is kind of interesting, is that most of my sponsored opportunities have come through affiliate networks. So um, affiliate people, I'm already an affiliate for will come to me and like ask to post like an affiliate um article it's like an it's like a affiliate article sponsor post hybrid where I am able to put affiliate links in my sponsor post so I think the majority of like the last couple of sponsor posts I've done on the happy arcans and have been affiliate um sponsor post hybrids where they're paying my affiliate rate but uh, they're paying my sponsor post right, but I'm also able to make affiliate income off of those posts too. Oh, so that's, that's a been gig. a way, yeah, that's been a way that I've been able to make more sponsored inc- sponsored income recently. And I think it's just an interesting um, kind of way to think about it. I think that a lot of affiliate networks or affiliate people are putting more income into the sponsor post, so they're doing a little bit of both. Um, 
in today's day and age so yeah yeah that's a that's a good perspective i know that that would be a good angle to take when like finding motivation to post um so building that like into your content schedule would be a really good strategy even if it was just building out like a more robust affiliate schedule and being like i want to include this angle on this post that connects to like this affiliate program would be more motivating than just i'm posting this for fun or like uh, for seo juice like those are important too but I could see the extra motivator there would really help me particularly. Yeah. And also just, I think, kind of taking a bigger perspective and understanding, okay, so what is in my income? So, yeah, it's $1,000, but, like, what is that in the grand scheme of things? So if you are doing your whole income, so what is 1000 of your entire income and, like, what you're making – how much like what the what is the percent on that so it's not necessarily to say oh I need to spend that percent of my time working on my blog but if I can get closer to that percent like because I'm still I think it's hard when you're making a lot of like income not doing anything like ads ad revenue or you know um love that ad revenue. post revenue it's really great but it also kind of gets you in this um this mindset of like oh I really don't have to work on it because it's just going to come in and so like I don't really like sometimes I even find myself getting a a kind of mood about it like oh this is my income I earned it and yes I did earn it but I really didn't I didn't do anything to get it like when I do like my ad revenue or like when I get money from um affiliate marketing like I did write the post but let's be honest I haven't touched the post that much since I wrote it so I think I have to like get out of that mindset of like oh it's just coming and it'll be okay like it's not really like you can work also for that income that you just earned that way if that makes in total sense at all <laughs> yeah I mean that's the myth of passive income really that it's not actually passive um while I could just not touch my blogs indefinitely that money would definitely trickle down and that would just be unfortunate. So definitely passive income is fake news and <laughs> it takes more work, but I do understand that it's really easy to just feel compliant in that and be like, oh, I, I mean, it's coming inconsistently. So like, do I really need to do anything? Um, and that is just a really wrong way to think about it. But here's the big question for you that I personally struggle with is how do you avoid like being overwhelmed? So you're talking about like making a weekly content schedule, um, always having like a little bit of a plan. But how do you not get completely overwhelmed with just like that on top of your client work, on top of like your personal life? How? How? Just how? I do. I think everything is overwhelming if you really go for it, if you're really getting out of your comfort zone, if you're really doing it. I think that, you know, the myth of like, oh, like the easiness of things, like, especially if you're not like, like there comes a time where like overwhelm's probably not going to hit you that hard. Like if you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars and you're able to do more passive income, I guess, in that way, like actual like people who are making like millions of dollars, for every month on their blog, the overwhelm doesn't probably hit them as much. And again, probably because they built a team. So at this level where I am, I don't have a team. I'm just myself. I'm going to be overwhelmed sometimes. I'm going to have to let some things slip. Like when I didn't post a ton this month on the Happy Arkansas, I think I posted like a once on the Happy Arkansas in all of February. And it was a guest post. So It was more than me. Yeah, the majority of my time was this month, and I had to think back, like, oh, it was actually spent on the Ambitious Freelancer because I was doing, like, 50 um, 
I was going through my entire backlog of like um, all of my episodes and doing show notes because I hadn't done that before. And so, yeah, I wasn't spending time on the, on the Happy Arkansas, but I was spending time on the Ambitious Freelancer, and I was, wrote a lot of words, and I didn't even think about it that way. So I think there is overwhelm for me because I am by myself, and it's just me, and it's all on me. But I just have to give myself a little bit of space sometimes to be overwhelmed and then make a plan and write down all the things I need to do. So usually it's just like a little to-do list. I have these little to-do list pads and just like write things down I need to get done and I just check them off and I just, you know, sometimes I cry in my sleep at night and that's okay. Like sometimes you got to do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I I feel like I'm constantly in a state of overwhelm, but it like comes and goes because um, I just onboarded, it wasn't even recently, but I recently, in my own mind, acquired new clients, I would say last fall, and they became really big clients, and they just grew really fast, which is great, but the issue is, I was constantly adjusting to that, um, but now I've I've mostly figured it out, and that makes it a little less overwhelming, but I agree having like a to-do list, I live with my, I have three to-do lists, um, this week is a special to-do list week. But um, having those kinds of structures built in definitely helps. And I agree that it's okay to feel a bit overwhelmed. Sometimes I lean into it. Um, If I'm having like a particularly overwhelming day, I've like really leaned into like (laughs) being really overly generous with myself. Like I'll go get Starbucks or like I will let myself watch Hannah Montana while I work because I'll be like, I deserve this. Um, (laughs) And if I'm working a 12 hour day, I might as well watch old Disney Channel reruns while I do it. But um, it's interesting how overwhelm is just like such a natural part of this job space when you're creating content online by yourself without a team, as you said. Um, I feel like when I worked a more traditional job, I like very rarely faced any kind of feelings of overwhelm because I knew that like at 5 p.m. I got to leave, but I don't get to leave from my job here until like my work is done. And I also live where I do my job and that makes it even more stressful. But um. Yes, I'm doing great is what I'm saying. But anyway, piggybacking on top of that, like how do you keep yourself motivated despite the overwhelm? So you're overwhelmed sometimes, you're just pushing through it, but like where do you find that motivation to keep yourself moving? Honestly, some of it's like I don't want a nine-to-five. I don't want to have to go back to college or graduate school or whatever. (laughs) Don't make me go back to college. So that's a big thing. It's like that is a big motivator, but also just like the – I like doing what I do, and that's not always enough, but, like, honestly, like, it's just really fun for me to create content, to create blogs, to create podcasts, to do all this stuff, and it's definitely been interesting, because I feel like motivation obviously comes and goes, but honestly, motivation is kind of, like, one of those things, like, I really don't believe in motivation as much as I used to, because... Honestly, sometimes you just got to get it done and it sucks Mm -hmm. and there's deadlines that you got to meet. And so getting just getting started is a big just like way for me to like get over like not wanting to do it. Like just setting a timer for five minutes and saying, hey, after five minutes, if I really don't want to do this, then I can like move on to another something or whatever. But usually I find like the hardest part is getting started and that we often over overthink things in our own heads like we say oh this is gonna be the worst thing ever like I had this I'm doing this project right now where I'm working with this one company and I'm doing like this big like blog post um basically it's like a a, a 
like eight blog posts that I'm doing kind of in a row. Um, and so it's a big project and it's about topics that I'm not 100% happy with, but it, it is in the HR tech space. And so it's just a new kind of topic and it's kind of a dry topic. And sometimes I like overwork in my head, like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. But then when I actually get started and just sit down and do it, it takes like no time at all to actually write the articles. It's just like me, like not wanting to do it and like being annoying you know, in in the grand scheme of things. So just getting started. And also, like I said, I am also privileged in the fact that I started this in 2011, like especially with Happy Arkansan. Um, so I've been doing it for a while. I, I have a bit more of that, like, I understand like what my content does for people in the grand scheme of things, which I don't see where when like we were first getting started with a vlog or first getting started freelancing, you probably don't have that same kind of, um, background to understand what your what your content does and you don't have the comments you don't have the likes and you just kind of chilling and that's really hard to find motivation honestly I don't know how I had motivation back in like college when I was first getting started I guess it's just because I didn't have anything to do (laughs) and it was just like a fun thing but I think that you know with any kind of content creation it's gonna take some just getting it done and while I know that that's kind of an annoying answer it's a big part of it it's just like sitting down I agree um I I've seen this a lot on like freelancer forums and stuff on like reddit and stuff people are like oh I don't want to do this like how do you stay motivated and like the I agree with you what you're saying it's not really about motivation at all it's really about discipline um I use a lot of methods to like force myself to be disciplined um I like the Pomodoro technique where you work 25 minutes and you have a five minute break whenever I have a really long day I will stick to that very religiously because having that like built-in break for some reason makes it so much easier for me to like force myself but I agree with you I have the same mindset about like blog posts where I'm like I don't want to do this one this one's boring um and then as soon as I start it's like not a big deal at all like I just experienced this like 20 minutes ago right before this call I was working on um, one of my clients clients um it's a like a finance website and they had an article well I came up with this topic this is why I don't even understand like I make the topics and then I complain about them but I made a topic that was like why advisors should like consider changing their fee-based structure and then I was like why did I choose that I don't want to write about fee structures like that is so boring but then I started it literally 30 minutes ago and I just like flew through it and I was like this was not as complicated as I was making it out to be it's actually sort of interesting um and that seems to be the trend like nine times out of ten when I find myself unable to start so I think that is a good thing to keep in mind and then just having a technique for when you need to stay disciplined even if it sucks because it does suck a lot of the time as does any job and that is just the sad truth so last but not least can you share some of your favorite tools for someone who needs help like staying motivated creating scheduling planning I know a lot of people use Trello I have a paper planner I I suck at using it I also I like the Pomodoro technique but that doesn't really help with planning content like I don't even know what people use to plan content so I I want to know what do you actually use yeah so it's a kind of mixture of a, a bunch of different things it kind of just depends on what I'm feeling that week sometimes it's Asana I really like Asana over Trello I'm just not a Trello person I think it's just I really don't I'm not a care Trello person the... either I forced myself and it's still I just don't like it 
Yeah, I think it's the visual aspect. Like, I don't really feel like it, you have to do a lot for it to, like, look okay. You have to, like, really... It's just, like, it's kind of like Instagram productivity inside. It's, like, trying to come up with the prettiest-looking Trello board, which, for me, Asana is just, like, a to-do list, essentially. It just looks so simple. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to make it pretty. I don't have to do anything. It's just, like, do it. So that's something I use sometimes. I don't use it all the time. Sometimes it kind of gets backed up there. Um, sometimes I just use a regular old to-do list. Sometimes it's a regular old notebook. Sometimes it's a Google Sheet. Like, it just, like I said, it depends on what I'm feeling at the moment because, I I think that productivity and, like, getting stuff done is one of those things, like, people think, oh, I have to come up with this one method and stick with this one method. But honestly, like, we change every day, every week. And so sometimes you'll be really into one thing and then you'll be like, oh, this doesn't work for me anymore, so you're going to switch to something else. As far as creating content and planning content, um, something I've been using recently to plan, especially, like, my podcast and plan my um interviews especially recently has been a combination of calendly and zoom so calendly um is a calendar that people can book time on your spots and they could be like hey once you when you want to meet and basically you set up your own time schedule of like when you can meet and then people put time on your calendar and then through because I have Calendly Premium, I think, which is like the ten dollar a month plan. It integrates with Zoom, and so it just sets up a Zoom meeting. So I like kill two birds with one stone. I don't have to think about doing the actual process of scheduling it or doing the process of sending out invitations or reminders and follow ups to before the call. So it just saves like so much time on scheduling interviews for podcasts and then. For my podcast to schedule content, Buzzsprout, which you hooked me up to, is really important for that. Um, I use Buffer for social media scheduling if I don't use within the actual app itself. Because I find that most sites these days allow you to schedule content. And scheduling content within their app is more helpful. I feel like sometimes I get better results and reach that way. But if I'm not using those, I use Buffer. And um, scheduling content another tool is just google drive i sometimes create content there sometimes like just create a schedule there for especially my podcast content i do a lot of that in google sheets and just i keeps up with all my show notes and everything i can like copy and paste things as i'm like sharing them to other platforms it just makes the process like super easy um yeah i mean it's just a bunch of different tools but over time you kind of decide which ones work for you yeah, I use a lot of those same tools. Um, I like the calendar one you said. I don't know if I'd have a reason for that, but I could see that being really helpful. Um, that sounds cool. I use Google Drive for basically my entire life. I'm going to have to upgrade soon. And I like the idea of using a Google Sheet like for a more content planning way of thinking. Usually I use Google Sheets to organize things like invoices and like giant lists for clients, but um, I've never tried it for content planning, but it sounds like it could actually be pretty useful. So I'm going to try that myself. But anyway, can you let everyone know where to find your own content and your own freelancer information? Yeah, so you can go to thehappyartkimson.com for my like lifestyle content and also theambitiousfreelancer.com for my freelance podcast. <laughs> yeah, and you have a lot of great guides and 
podcasts about freelancing as we do here. So like they're very complimentary podcasts, but you interview a lot of really cool people. And I think it's a really great way to hear from other freelancers since we all feel a little bit isolated and it's good to hear other ones. So you know, you're not alone. Um, but thank you for joining me on my podcast. I'm actually very inspired and I might even plan out some blog posts, which is a crazy thing for me to say, but, um, I think these are really helpful tips. Um, I love what you said about motivation and it makes me feel a lot less alone about my lack of motivation. Um, and that's great. So thanks for joining me. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Offbeat Grad. I hope you enjoyed our tips. And I know I definitely learned a lot from Amanda. She has a lot of great resources. So definitely check out her podcast and her blog. And anyway, have a productive week. See you later. Bye.